Okay. Psalms 121, 125, and 131 fall into the confidence genre, if you didn't pick up on that. Let's talk about confidence. I'm pretty confident in my ability to drive. Why? Well, I drove here today, and here I am. What are you confident in? What are you good at? Now, I really want you to actually turn to someone and tell them, okay? I'm going to give you about a minute, whoever you're sitting with, Tell them something you're good at. Don't think about it too hard. Full permission to brag. Go. All right. Okay, we're going to keep going. Okay, here are some things you might have said. And this is not a list of things I'm good at, just things you might be good at that I'm not. Cooking, time management, hospitality, service, your job. Now... Turn back to that person or the people you were talking to and tell them why you think you're good at what you do or what you told them you were good at. Go. All right. All right, we're going to keep going. Last one. This one's not as difficult. Raise your hand if you have never messed up at what you just said you were good at. Even me and my confidence about my driving can recall backing into and uprooting a mailbox. That was Allison Randolph's. Um, And a speeding ticket for going 82 in a 65 Um, when I was 18. That's not to mention the many times I've almost backed into people, been on my phone, or forgot to look before emerging. I don't have a good enough track record to be confident in my driving abilities. I also don't have a good enough track record for you to be confident in my driving abilities. God, however, has a perfect track record for faithfulness. He can be trusted, and yet, here's our problem. We look for confidence in ourselves and our circumstances. My goal today is to remind you that our confidence is dependent on who God is and what he's done. It has absolutely nothing to do with you or with me. In her introductions weeks ago, Janine spoke about the disconnect between faith and reality that were met with in the Psalms. These Psalms of confidence are an example of this. Mark Futado writes, To express confidence in God when help has not yet come is quite another matter. In this case, we experience a disconnect between our song and our situation. As we have seen, however, our confidence is not rooted in our situation, but in the character of God. Many of us took U.S. government in high school. I could probably use a refresher course, but I'm not sure I want one. Because I went to Houston, which I think is that way, yeah. Um, And randomly, when I was in high school, Houston decided to do trimesters. And as a result of that, I ended up in a senior class government as a junior with one other junior. Part of this class, the curriculum or something, was a mock trial kind of situation. We were split into two teams. Each team was given a court case. They were murder trials. It was awesome. Okay, and the teacher, who was just a gem of a human, decided to pick on the juniors and make us the defense attorneys. So that went fine. We had to write opening statements, questions, interview witnesses, and familiarize ourselves with the whole story. The other team would serve as the jury during our case. This was, like, really fun for me. I don't really necessarily want to be a lawyer, but I love Law & Order SVU. And so I I really thought, I'm going to kill this. I was really confident that I'd crush it, so I decided to volunteer to do closing arguments. 
the thing about closing arguments is you can't write them until the case has happened because it depends on what the prosecution does is what your response is. Well, trial day arrives, and it's pretty obvious that our guy was, in fact, innocent. The trial had gone exactly as we wanted it to. The prosecution was not able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that our guy was guilty. So it was time for for closing arguments. I was so confident that we would win, I decided to ad lib. Um, I'm going to try and show you, but I got like 17 or so pages up here ad libbing. Not a skill I'm comfortable with, but 16-year-old Camille thought, this is great. So long story short, it went terribly I don't remember everything I said, something about Google Maps, but I do remember sitting down and wanting to crawl into a hole. My confidence got the best of me, and I failed. So miserably, the jury declared him guilty. (laughs) My confidence in myself was my downfall. Instead of relying on the facts, I relied on myself. As I mentioned before, these three psalms are psalms of confidence. They're also psalms of assent. Quick background for you. The Israelites sang these songs on their way to and at the temple to worship God. They were intended to remind them of who God is and why they were going to worship him. They sang of their confidence in who God is based on what he's done for them. These are songs for the in-between, the waiting, similar to the time that we're living in now. The already, in that Jesus has already come, and the not yet, and that we're waiting for him to return. The knowledge of the past merges with a trust in what's coming. What did the Israelites, and now us, know about God that they were confident in him? These psalms show us the following things about God. He is creator. He does not rest. He cares for his people. He keeps us, and he grants peace. We're going to find all of these in our psalms that we've studied. Um, We're going to look at them. I would suggest maybe having all three of them out where you can flip between them. We're going to kind of go back and forth. Um, So I'll give you a minute to kind of get ready if you want to. We're going to start with Psalm 121. All right, we're going to start with Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Why are we confident? God is creator. As you know, Genesis 1-1 tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We're going to keep going. Psalm 121 verses 3 and 4. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Why am I confident? God does not rest. God does not tire and gives the enemy no leeway. Tremper Longman says, God is not only watching, but actively protecting his people from evil and harm. Verses 5 and 6, Psalm 121. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Why am I confident? The Lord cares for his people completely. We see this again in Psalm 125, verses 1 and 2. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. Why am I confident? 
The Lord cares for his people completely. The Lord does not do things halfway. I asked you to list all the things he does completely in these psalms, and I think the imagery really gives us a picture of God's complete care for his people. Mountains surrounding Jerusalem, a shade from the sun and the moon, protection in the day and the night. Back to Psalm 121, verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Why am I confident? He keeps me. He has saved me and never lets me go. Romans 8, 38 and 39 say, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Psalm 125, verse 3, we get a bonus to the keeping. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. Why am I confident? Not only does the Lord keep me from evil, but he also knows my heart. He knows that if he were to let me go, sin would overtake me. Let's pause on the keeping for a moment. Don't you love the picture of keeping? We keep things that are special to us. A baby blanket, a sweet note from a friend, or a gift received in times of trouble. Similarly, the Lord keeps us because we're special to him. He, however, doesn't keep us and then put us in the attic, or keep us for a time and then throw us away. He doesn't give us away when we don't match his style, or when he outgrows us. He keeps us forever and is actively and consistently watching over us. Let's look at Psalm 125, verses 4 and 5. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. Why am I confident? The Lord grants peace. Relying on myself leads to turmoil. I often get it wrong. Confidence in the Lord leads to peace. Psalm 131, verse 2 states this as well. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. There is peace because of a confidence in the Lord. In Matthew 26, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus quiets his soul before the Father. He knows the Father and is confident in the will of the Father. This confidence grants peace as he faces the cross. One more I want us to see in Psalm 131. Verse 1. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Why am I confident? Not because of me. The Israelites had so many reasons to be confident in God, and we have more. Praise the Lord that my confidence in my future does not depend on me. That when the Lord looks at my track record, he sees Jesus. In the Lord's providence, my favorite verse seems to apply here. 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 5. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. Our confidence in our future comes through Christ toward God. What does that mean? We're told that Christ can relate to human suffering, and he can relate to living in the already and the not yet as well. 
Christ knew what it was to be in between. This is Mark Futado wrote this. And when he was in between, he sang songs of confidence for himself and for us. Christ's confidence that his father would not ultimately abandon him was proven true through his resurrection from the dead. What does confidence in the future look like for us? To put it simply, hope. Because of Jesus and his complete work on the cross, I have hope for the future. This hope is not of this world. It's not like hoping for a certain gift for Christmas or for circumstances to change. This hope is rooted in the character of God who does not change. I hope for eternity with God with full confidence that Jesus' sacrifice was sufficient to get me there. As a sweet hymn says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So let's remind ourselves of who God is. He is creator, keeper, peace giver, who is actively caring for his people. Just like the Israelites look back at their past to be confident in their future, we look back at the cross to be confident in ours. Let's go to God in praise for the confident hope we have in him to save through Jesus. Let's live confidently in this time of already and not yet because of the hope we have through Jesus toward God. I'll leave you with Psalm 131, verse 3. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you again for these psalms. Thank you for your son. Thank you that his sacrifice was sufficient. Lord, would we go out today living confidently of the future we have, regardless of our circumstances. In your son's name we pray. Amen.